Storytelling is marketing's oxygen. Your brand cannot survive without it. Hi, my name is Nyquia, and I am the founder of The Marketing Profit, a global digital marketing agency. I have mastered the art of storytelling and marketing strategy from the greatest storyteller of all time. Yes, girl, you got that right. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. The Scriptures, Stories, and Strategies podcast is here to help faith-based content creators create a universal community within their online business that sparks engagement, prompts actions, and generates income using lessons from the only business book you really need, your Bible. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Scripture Stories and Strategies podcast. If you're new and skip past that introduction, you probably have no clue who I am. But I am your host, Nyquia, the founder of The Marketing Profit, which is a Christian-based global SEO marketing agency for e-commerce brands. And we help e-commerce businesses increase their global reach and visibility, website traffic, and sales through the world's largest search engines like Google and Pinterest. But the purpose of this podcast is to help Christian female entrepreneurs like you infuse more of their faith and God's word within their marketing and business strategies. And I do this by taking scriptures and stories from the Bible and then transforming them into applicable business strategies so that Jesus is always within the foundation of your business plans, trials, and successes as your number one business partner. Today, we have another special guest host that I'm excited to have on the show. But as always, before I introduce our guest, I want to share the topic of today's episode. So today we're talking about personal development, and God's hierarchy of needs. So today our guest is Leah Dara, who is the founder of Lux Ministries. She's also a mindset coach and entrepreneur. And as a former contestant on America's Next Top Model, living in um, New York City, Leah realized that all of her pain and frustration was due to living someone else's dream for her life. So she picked herself up, reconnected with her faith and her dreams and now li- now lives the life she once and was meant for. And Leah is driven by her passion to lead people out of fear and into their best life. Leah has a master's degree in theology and is a wife and mama to six children where they all run around in their eight acre farm. That's amazing. Anyway, so without further ado, welcome Leah. How are you? Oh my gosh, I am so happy to be here with you. I am incredibly, incredibly psyched just to talk about everything to do with personal development and Jesus. I'm doing great and I, I can't wait to dive in. I cannot wait for you to share just your expertise and also infusing God within what you do. And I know the audience is going to be so happy to hear what you have to say. If you guys are listening, I even had my pen and paper out because I'm just ready to just take in within all this knowledge that I know is about to be dropped on this podcast. Now, Leah, I know that I already introduced you, but mm-hmm. I'd love for you to share just three random facts about yourself before we get started, just to get the audience a little bit more about who is who is Leah Dara. Oh my gosh. Okay. Three random facts. Um, I am a massive introvert. Uh, wow, okay. I, 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 uh, I love doing this work, which I think is something within me that lets me know this is exactly what I'm supposed to do, like personal development, coaching, um, you know, bringing Christ at the center of it. And I know that because I am such a massive introvert, um, I love the idea of plans and I love events and I love getting dressed up and doing all the things, but to, to do it, to be in the presence of all the people, I want to cancel plans 
all the plans every day, all the time, right before I'm supposed to go on. And I struggle with that. And it's a part of really continuing to work on my own personal development because of this introverted kind of personality that I have, where I really gain a lot of energy from quiet moments. And I really recharge best there. Um, and so, yeah, I guess it's like a couple random things about me, but yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm a big introvert. Um, so that's always been a fun balance between me and my husband, who's a massive extrovert. Um, uh, let's see. I app another random thing about me. Um, I'm dairy free and I'm really into dairy free ice cream. So I'm really into that. My favorite nice. brand right now is called Cado, C-A-D-O, and it's made from avocados and I'm oh, wow. super loving it. If you taste it, you would not know that this is dairy-free and you would have no idea that it's made from avocados. And I just think that um, more people should eat that food. Definitely <laughs> so write that down, Cotto. Cotto, it's so good. Lemon is my favorite flavor and I love their lemon ice cream. I'm telling you something, it might just change your, it might just change your life. So yes. <laughs> it just might. <laughs> Cotto ice cream, it's so good. Friends, it's so good. And I found out they will, I mean, I guess a lot of things are like this, but in particular ice cream, I don't think it, I don't think about ordering ice cream in this way, but you can order online and they will ship that thing right to your house and you get it in a couple of days. Oh, wow. Ice cream, like all like, you know, packed up and all the ice stuff, whatever the dry ice. Um, so if it's not in your store, you can just order it. And I'm really into it. As you can tell, like, I really love it. So it's been a, a great addition to my dairy-free life. Um, let's see another random fact about me. Um, I have been through a fire this year. Oh, I have walked through not, I mean, not actual physical, but oh. I have walked through, I probably should have phrased that differently. <laughs> have. Um, but I have walked through so many fires this year in my personal life and my professional life. And God is, um, let me tell you something. I'm, I hope I'm coming out as a diamond soon because it is, I am <laughs> in the fire and I am starting to embrace the heat of my life. Wow. I'm just embracing it now. I'm not afraid of the fires anymore. I knew they always existed. I would always hesitate going in, but I would, and I would do it. Now I've been through so many this year in so many different ways. Um, and I mean, I've experienced deep personal loss. I lost uh, my seventh baby in miscarriage. Oh. Um, I've had some major physical problems in my health that I'm recovering from, but like major things gone on in my personal health. I have been attacked publicly by people coming out of the woodwork of just haters who just are really unhappy with their life. And, you know, I, I've experienced that on a, on a, on a, a much grander scale than I have even being on America's next top model. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I've experienced other loss. Um, I just lost my brother-in-law, uh, suddenly just honestly, a couple weeks ago now, uh, there has been, and there's just a few of them. I have got to just put me into walking through these different fires in my life. And I've realized that I am starting to get comfortable with the heat mm -hmm. and I'm letting it, I'm letting it hurt. I'm letting it burn. I'm letting me become new. And that is a new super, um, like super talent that God is like creating in me and that he wants all of us to really come to a place where we can start getting comfortable in the heat mm -hmm. because that is where we grow. It's where we really start shedding all of the, all of the, uh, 
needs from other people that are not helping us grow or the expectations or other people's dreams or plans for our life. And I'm starting to step into this new space in my life. And I'm 43. Um, I have six kids, been married 10 years. We live on this big farm, but I'm just now stepping into the space where I'm like, no, I'm showing up fully me for the glory of God. And no one else's fears are going to keep me from really being that person anymore now. So there you go. Wow. I feel like you definitely really just set the tone for this episode because just hearing that last uh, random fact about you and all the things that you've been through, like, I feel like the average person, they would just give up. I know if any of that happened to me, just like out of the blue and stuff like that, it would, I'd be on the verge of almost, you know, just like this something, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing or something like that. Right. And given your profession, um, I think that is also, like you said, you've been given like a new task that's going to help you build mostly kind of like a new skill. And then maybe one day you never know with who you're coaching, what you've been through can probably aid someone else. And that's just, that's amazing to me. So I'm, I'm so happy that you shared that with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Leah, as we stated earlier, so today, uh, for those of you that are listening, we're talking about personal development and understanding how to build that with God's hierarchy of needs. But first, um, Leah, can you walk us through exactly what personal development is? Because I feel like everybody has their own like definition of it. But can you break down to us what is personal development and why mm -hmm. is it important for us as Christian entrepreneurs mm -hmm. to build up our personal development? And to add on to that, is there any scripture verses that we can refer to on building our personal development within our business journey? Oh yeah. We can go all day in this all. I mean, we can go so many days all day in this, which is why this is my business. Now, this is the work God's given me to do because it is not just a podcast full. It is not just a day full. It is not just a program full of content. It is so much. Okay. So this is what I love about this, that we get to start at the, at a very central, um, connected foundation of being Christian. Mm -hmm. So with in Christianity. Okay. We have this basis. So why would personality or personality, why would personal development be important to Christianity? And let me just stop there because I really think that's the wrong question. Okay. That question is wrong because it presumes that personal development is an add-on to Christianity. Wow. Christianity if you call yourself a Christian, if you claim Christ as savior, you have entered into the biggest personal development program on the planet. Yes. Wow. Nothing, nothing can touch the deep transformation, restoration, and resurrection that Christ offers. There is nothing else that can touch what Christ can do in a person's life. So if you call yourself a Christian, you are already entering into personal development. So the next question we should ask is, am I developing myself into the person Christ is calling me into? Mm -hmm. And that should like, that should be the question. So like, are you developing yourself? Oh, I, I don't know. I just, I mean, I just, I just believe, and I have my Bible and I read it once in a while, but are you utilizing every resource Christ is giving you to actually make yourself better because that is what true discipleship is. Mm -hmm. So as Paul is discipling Timothy, he's teaching him personal development. He's teaching him 
And all the disciples did this as they discipled others. All the apostles did this as they discipled others. That's the, that's the basis of Christian discipleship is truly personal development. We use different words and we have for centuries, but you know, a new term that we can, we need to start getting comfortable with is personal development. That's akin to discipleship. And it can obviously be done differently, but, and you can apply it to many different areas, but that's truly what it is. You know, Tim, uh, Paul is telling Timothy to, you know, he needs to have a sound mind. Like you need to be careful of like what you put in your head. You need to be careful who you hang around with, right? The people that you surround yourself with. He's telling him about other things. Paul tells us, Paul is, you know, discipling us. Listen, you need to put the armor of God on because this isn't easy, right? He yeah. he tells us so many things. And Paul's really great about that. He's like one of the, the main like personal development, like yes. you know, guys in, in the Bible. He's really good, but, but so many others are too. And so scripture backs this a million times over. And in the very beginning, and this is not the first time in scripture, it's definitely not the first time, but I will share something in the very beginning of Genesis, but I will tell you, let's start here with Jeremiah 29. We know, we know that there's something more for us because Jeremiah 29 tells us that, right? Jeremiah 29, if you, I know we all know this, right? For I know the plans I have for you. So God's saying, I have a plan for you. Are you willing to seek out that plan that I have for you in your life? And so the work of personal development is working out God's plan in your life. And it is oftentimes you don't work. And most of the time you don't work in isolated, you know, pods. We work in community. We work with coaches. We work with people who have been through the fire before the people who are going through it. Still, we work with people who we connect with deeply and understand that the goal is not for me to be happy. The goal is for me to fulfill the will of the Lord in my life. And yes, happiness will come along, but it's, it's, it's going to be there and it's going to leave and it's going to come back and it's going to leave again. And that's okay. That's okay. Because our path is the Royal path as Christians. We are on the royal path and that royal path ends with Christ Jesus at the end of the day and at the end of our life. So everything we do, um, our mindset, our behaviors, our routines, our language, our relationships, all of our needs need to be filtered into that royal path leading towards Christ. So when you, the first question you gave me, I feel like I could just fill up even more, but really the idea of personal development in Christianity is one and the same. Again, you call yourself a Christian. You've actually entered into, believe it or not, you've already signed up for personal development, but are you actively working with Christ in that? I love how you, I'm like writing down these notes. I love how you broke that down. Um, and to, and I also love how you use the apostle Paul and how, cause I, I recall that, um, when he, you know, he's writing to Timothy and, um, I definitely, that's something, a scripture that I actually want to reread because I never thought Paul, as Paul giving Timothy personal development advice, and then just using that to really understand, okay, if I'm being, you know, active in how you brought up Jeremiah 29, 11, like, am I being active? And I know God has plans for me, but what am I doing to seek out those plans? Because right. th things aren't just given to us. We have to be, you know, working towards that. And, yes. um, and I also love how you said how, when you already call yourself a Christian, you already stepped into, you know, the biggest personal development that you'll ever, you know, enter into your life. And I never thought of it like that because, and when now I think about it, I'm like, it's, it's common sense because it is. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's there's so much there like when when especially when you read Paul Paul's very motivational he yes. also tells it like it is but Paul is your coach my friends he is coaching us he's yes. coaching us and that's the thing a good coach will teach you how to coach yourself so mm -hmm. when you read scripture yes Paul is coaching you Christ of course is the ultimate coach he is the king um he is the prophet he's all of this and so he is coaching us. I mean, he's saving us. He's, he's redeeming us, but we are being coached into new life with Christ. Paul tells us, he says, this is why I take off the old man and I put on the new man with Christ. What does that mean? He's coaching you. He's telling you, listen, I know you used to do things a certain way. I know you used to think a certain thing about yourself or the world. I know the type of language that you used to use. I know your actions that you used to do. We're going to put that off and we're literally going to become a new person. We're going to change. We're going to move into this deeper actualization of who Christ has made us to be, which is a redeemed son or daughter of God. And so, yes, I mean, it's just this beauty, this beautiful part of coaching and also really knowing where we're going for ultimately that type of coaching. And that's why we have, that's why the work that I do is all always Christocentric, which means Christ centered, Christocentric. And so we have to have that. We have to have some type of foundation where the voice, um, the truth that we're going back to is not just my truth, right? Yeah. Do you want Leah's truth in your life? Like, I hope that you are shaking your heads like, no, man, I mean, she's, <laughs> she seems nice, but I'm not going to let her lead me like, and you shouldn't, mm -hmm. I'm following Christ. So yeah. let's do it together. But there is, there is an ultimate truth. Yes, there is. He told us that, right? It, yes. he, it's him. He says, I, I am the way I am the truth. I am the life. So it's when this is the beauty of Christian personal development is that you get to actually relax. Yes. You get to say, okay, all this, we're doing all this for the glory of God. And the glory of God is me allowing myself to be fully me as God created me to be and to kind of achieve a better version of myself with him and through him. And we get to relax in that space because the voice of God needs to always be in every little thing we do. When we don't hear that voice of God in our work, in our, in our business, in our personal life, we need to pause and just recalibrate. We just need to pause and recalibrate in those, in those times. Wow. Wow. You guys need to, if you're listening replay back everything she just said, because it was just beautifully done. Wow. So, um, so Leah, when one thinks of personal development, most people think of, or at least I think of Abraham's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is famous. It's a famous diagram that represents the stages of building personal develop development. However, as Christians, um, there's something missing in that diagram, right? It's missing God. And so we know the seven steps are self-actualization, ecstatic needs, cognitive needs, esteem needs, love and belonging, safety needs, and then psychological needs. So Leah, using these seven sections, uh, can you explain to us God's hierarchy of needs pertaining to each of those categories and how we can use it within our businesses or even within our personal lives? Yeah. So let's, um, so Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, it's, and it's good. It's good to remember, like, this is, um, this is a psychologist from a long time ago mm -hmm. and forties uh, or so. And you know, his background, it's always important to look at the background of people who have given us some psychological foundation. That's so true. Because 
some of them have rocky backgrounds. Look, we're all human. We, we live in a broken world. Humanity is broken. Christ saves us from this. We believe that as Christians. So um, it's not to you know tear anybody down, but it's to look with truth of like where people are coming from and where they might get some of these things. But um, Abraham um, comes from a Jewish background, Jewish family, uh, not Christian, obviously. Um, and he's also, I think, the oldest of seven kids in his family. And he had a very, very, very difficult upbringing, very challenging in his family for many things. Ma uh, Abraham himself had many needs not met, which fueled his fire to work in this area. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, my goodness, a lot of the fires I've been through are the reason why I speak to those fires because like I I'm 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 there. Like I've walked through it. Like I understand. So, but however, it's just good to know like we all have a lens that we see and perceive the world. And this is the lens of Abraham. Okay, Abraham Maslow as well, not Father Abraham. Yes. <laughs> we should probably distinguish that. So so when Maslow is looking at all of this, he's looking at it from that perspective. And he's also looking at it not with a savior in perspective, you know? Okay. So the Jews are still waiting for a, their savior to come. Keep this in mind. So from at least, and not that his, not that his hierarchy of needs have a religious connotation whatsoever, but his background definitely is, is his, his mindset is, and his worldview is one not of a Christian faith. And so, so that would make sense, right? So if, if he doesn't believe that Jesus is the Messiah, and even if he's not practicing his faith whatsoever, but he grew up in the culture of the Jewish religion and the faith itself, that would have some, it would have some impact. It would have some type of thing. It's not like he would go off the range and be like, well, let's situate this hierarchy of needs um, even for Christians too. He just made it basing it off of his experience and his experience of the human person and the research that he did. So that's the just a, just a slice of the background of Maslow when he's coming into the hierarchy of needs. Now, my background personally is I actually have uh, my bachelor's is in psychology with an emphasis in neuro neuropsych. And I've worked, wow. I haven't finished yet, but I have worked in my master's in psychology and in counseling as well and in neuropsychology. So um, I, I just, I only say that to say that this is interesting to me. I have studied this you know, briefly and all of these things, especially when it came to coaching and the work that God was calling me into this space made perfect sense for me to kind of um, revisit some of these topics that I found incredibly interesting. So with the hierarchy of needs um, and what Maslow offers us, they are good. It's not that they're like, he's not like he's completely wrong on his hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's complete and it clearly doesn't have, um, it really misses a major component. And I know we might automatically think, well, it's missing a Christian component and it's true, but one of the Christian components that it's missing and a major distinguishing factor of Christians among other people, generally speaking, I know that we always want to go to the, to the end of these spectrums and find the people who don't line up with what we're going to say. But generally speaking, one of the virtues that Christians hold, I think better than anyone is the virtue of hope. Yes. Hope. I have to agree. Yes. There is just like, you see somebody with great hope and you're like, you're a Christian, aren't you? Like, because <laughs> you live in anticipation of the resurrection. And I'm talking about the resurrection of every little aspect of your life, the resurrection of a relationship that's been difficult, the resurrection of the depression that you've been through, the grief that you're going through, to, that, that Christ will resurrect a new, something new in you. We are called into resurrection. We, I mean, 
let me tell you something. We are the Easter people. I heard this quote. We are the Easter people and hallelujah is our song. Yes. <laughs> we need to claim this Hallelujah! It's that's our song. That is our song. Okay. This is our, so this, this aspect of hope is really important to talk about when you talk about the hierarchy of needs, yes. because if you don't have hope, holy cow, <laughs> that is very true. The hierarchy of needs looks very depressing and also looks like if you have a kid who is raised in the wrong environment with the wrong parents at the, maybe the wrong time in life, whatever anybody might say, you could say it wasn't worth them even being alive. Wow. There's definitely people who believe that because of, if you look at the hierarchy of needs and there's, and you don't infuse hope into it, mm -hmm. this is the reason why some people should just never be born because the potential of them um, not fulfilling those needs is so great, it's not worth it. Wow. Wow. So the biggest difference in Maslow's hierarchy of needs and God's hierarchy of needs is truly hope and the power of Christ to resurrect anything that is dead in us or in the world to bring new life into this world. Wow. I love that wow yeah i love how you 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 literally just used one word to yeah. describe um the, the main difference of hope and i love how you said that if you don't have hope like that's the foundation yeah. um and i i also want to say i love how you went into context with um abraham maslow's background because i didn't know any of that about him mm -hmm. um and it's I, I think i only knew about um his educational background and uh, of course, and like his accomplishments. I never knew about his upbringing and how that may have uh, created what, what he did with the seven hierarchy of needs. So that mm -hmm. was actually very interesting. And I didn't know he was Jewish. So yeah. that was also interesting. So I, I wanted to say thank you so much for bringing that context into this because I think that that set a really good foundation for why he made these seven hierarchies of needs. And if, you know, let's say if he, if he was a Christian, it could have looked completely different. So, yeah. um, wow. Wow. I, I was like looking down, like writing all this down, like writing notes in my phone, like beautifully, beautifully done. Amen. Amen. But that's, you know, I mean, the beauty about Christianity and what Christ has done for us is that while it's very difficult to execute at times because of our own, you know, our own issues, our own problems. It's also incredibly simplistic. Very. Right. It is. <laughs> it's, um, when you look at it, you're like, okay, he, this was, this was really not that hard. You know I mean? Yes. It's hard for us sometimes to get over ourselves, maybe to let go of fear, what other people think or yeah. what they're going to do and say, yes, I understand that. And I'm not saying that those things are not challenges. I absolutely believe that they're challenges that you are meant to face and meant to conquer. Mm -hmm. And there is something really beautiful in that. I mean, um, one of the scripture verses that I use very much in my own business, um, and it's really been a foundation in my coaching business is second Corinthians 12, nine which is Christ speaking. And it says, uh, my grace is sufficient for you. And I, I love these words. I mean, anything Christ says is, is, you know, obviously hundred percent perfect yes. and powerful. You, you, there, there's, there's no like favorite of anything, but to me, when Christ speaks this to me, when I read it and I'm, I'm reading it as if he's speaking it into my heart at this moment, he's so direct. He's looking at me and with deep love in his heart, but he is serious. And he's like, my grace is sufficient for you. Mm -hmm. 
I do not doubt this, Leah. My grace is sufficient for my power is made perfect in weakness. And too often, I see too many Christians not embracing this power that they have within them that yes, comes from Christ, but they are called to activate and participate in. Why are we not? Why are we not picking up this power of Christ that he has given us and making our lives better? We should not be scared to be a better per per person than who we are today for our lives to be better, for us to do more, to give more, to be more generous in every, every capacity of our life. And this is not a health and wealth gospel. This is just ultimate truth. Like Christ is yes. calling you. He is calling you to break generational sin. He is calling you to break every generational disbelief and doubt in your life. He's calling you into new life with him and it's going to be uncomfortable and there'll be fires to walk through, but you are made to walk through the fire. You weren't yes. made to burn. You were made to yes. walk through the fire. Yes. That is so true. I, that last part, we are made to walk through the fire. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. Uh, and thank you so much for sharing that, um, that scripture as well, because um, it's something I actually, actually want to reflect on as well. And so if you guys didn't hear what she said, that was second Corinthians uh, 12 verse nine, correct? Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Awesome. So, okay, Leah, so you have a coaching program um, mm -hmm. that you offer called Power Made Perfect. Can you explain to us what this program is, who it's for, and then what can one accomplish in the completion of this program? Yes, absolutely. So we just finished our first round of Power Made Perfect and, uh, Oh man, God showed up. And that's ultimately, that's the beauty. This is the one thing that I can, I can actually, absolutely, and actually guarantee for you is that you will make massive progress in your life when you bring God into personal development, when you bring God and you activate that in your life. And so I have been through so many personal developments over the years. And I mean, I have taken every personal development program by everybody, like every major name out there, like every single one. I'm like, yep, done it. I did it. I took that class. I paid for that. I did this. I went to that conference. I went to this seminar. I I've done them all and I love them. And I've received so many good nuggets from them and they've helped my life, but I always had to filter through the lens of the Christian faith. Like, okay, okay. Um, that sounds good, but that might be a little bit too self-reliant for where I am as a Christian. And I need to make sure that I have, that I'm, you know, I'm doing the work, but I'm keeping my reliance on God, the father. So, I mean, I would always have to kind of like, you know, just, you know, in my mind, like little red flags would, 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 would peak for me on a few things. And I'm like, mm, I'm going to stay away from that, you know, which is fine. <laughs> Because it's like going to the grocery store or to a buffet and you're like, okay, I'll take that, but I'm not going to take this. I'm going to take that over here. And I would just pick and choose what would work for me. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point after going through so many and also having really a lot of success in my life of being able to bring scripture into these non-Christian programs that Christ was clear, clearly calling me to create something to allow Christians to spiritually relax in a place where they can have uh you know, uh, ultimate growth. And a lot of times growth can, it, it's hard to grow if you feel like you're being attacked or your faith is being attacked. Oh gosh. Like, yes. <laughs> like you have, you have the guards up. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, I like, okay. 
I just got to make sure that um, I'm filtering everything this person says, because I know they're not on the same page with me with faith. And it doesn't mean that I don't love them or respect them. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to make sure that I'm taking care of this beautiful life and soul that God's given me, right? To, to, yes. to, to honor the Lord. So long story short, that's how Power Made Perfect came about. It was just at some point being like, okay, I need something that is like true personal development, it has all of the good things of personal development, but everything is filtered through scripture. It is scripture. So it's a scripture based program. It's not a denominational based program. This is very, very particular. It is scripture only. So bring your Bible. That's it. Like just bring your Bible. You don't have to bring your preacher or your priest or or your, or anybody else. Just bring your Bible. That's what we ask you to do in this program, along with other things. So it is a scripture-based program. It's a 90-day challenge for you to activate the power of Christ in your life for ultimate lasting change. That lasting change looks like so many things. I mean, I just, like I just, like I just said, we finished our last round and the testimonials I'm receiving, like literally in my email box right now, we just finished a couple of days ago. And they are things like, um, I have no I, I, I have stopped the self-hate talk in my head every single day. Wow. Think about that. Think about like those phrases that you say to yourself that Christ would never say to you, but you know, for whatever reason you say to yourself, no, what if you, I love that one. I love that. Yeah. Like, what if you stopped saying it? What if instead of saying it, you said something actually positive and hopeful and encouraging, how would your mental state change. Then if your mental state's changing, how would your language change? And if your language is changing, how do your relationships with people who are listening to you speak differently change? Wow. How does the energy that you bring to your life change? Energy is real. It is not some hullabaloo weird thing just for the hippy dippy people. Energy is real. Our brains our brains generate more energy than all the cell phone towers in the world. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So when God tells you that you are made for a sound mind, which he does in scripture, when he tells you in Romans, when he tells you that you need to be renewed by the power of your mind, he is talking about this work. Most of the battles we face are the battles right up here. Yes. So when people are sending me testimonials of saying, I've stopped the, the hate, the, ne- the negative self-hate talk, I have better relationships with the people in my life. I have a routine now that I've been keeping up with for the past 90 days, a morning and an evening routine. And I never had a routine before in my life. I never woke up and journaled. I never woke up and talked to the Lord. And now I'm doing it in the morning and in the evening, I'm also doing it. These are life-changing habits. And that's the thing we want our lives to change. So then you, it's not like this big, massive change where you have to go off to some random place and experience this moment. Lasting change happens when you create small changes every day in your life. And this is what power made perfect does. It helps you kind of take a look at your whole life, look at it in a place where it's safe because we were scripture based hundred percent on that. And we're able to look at all the little pieces that maybe you've just never had the time to hold space for yourself for. Wow. And we're able to cut through all the junk and then kind of see like, Ooh, Ooh, we see where this, we see where this, this, um, belief is coming from. And then you're able, so we have a model that I use. We have a formula that I use for everything to go through with power made perfect. The model that we use is a three-part model, a three-part model. It's the model that Christ uses in every single encounter he has with people in 
um, the new Testament. So if you look, I looked at every single encounter that Jesus had with Whoa, every person. Okay. So this is so neat. So I went through and I'm like, okay, so every personal development program has like a model. It's like, here's our model. This is what we do. The steps we take you through. And I'm like, okay, I need a model. I need a model. I'm like, well, okay. If I'm a Christocentric personal development program, what's my model? And it, it, it was easy for me to say, well, it's Jesus. <laughs> you know, like, of course he's my model, but I knew Christ is like, no, go deeper, Leah, mm -hmm. go deeper. So in every encounter that Jesus has with an individual, he takes them through these three steps. And I realized these are the three steps he takes everybody through. These are the three steps he takes me through a million times a day over and over. These three steps are awareness. Okay. He brings you into an awareness of something. Awareness of your life, of your sin, of experience, of a person. Then he brings you into um, renewal. Okay. which is another word for maybe conversion, metanoia. The Greek word for conversion is met metanoia. Okay. It's, a, it's a full turning of your heart towards, towards God. Metanoia. Okay. Metanoia. So you have awareness and then you have renewal. And then the third place that he has you on, the third step that Christ does is mission. He sets you on mission. I love He does this with every single part. Like, like just try me. I would love like you can't prove me wrong on this. I have done my homework, but I would love for you to try just because it'd be fun to talk. Like I would just love like, let's just talk, tell me what you don't see. And I'm not saying that everybody does it because obviously the people that Christ encounters, some of them don't go on mission with him. Some of them don't want to convert. They don't have renewal, that's but true. these are the three steps that he takes every one of us through. And that's really the path of the Christian. The path of the Christian is always, we're always in a place where we're like, Ooh, we like learn something new about ourselves. Okay. I might need to change something. There's renewal. And then, okay, I'm going to do something different. There's mission. So we always have this. So that's the model of power made perfect. It's awareness, renewal, and mission. And this is the, these are terms that maybe the general public won't automatically get, but Christians do Christians mm -hmm. understand like, okay, yeah, I understand that. Yep. Th those are words that make sense to me because of, you know, our faith, the shared faith that we have. So the whole program is through that lens of that model. And then the formula that we use to kind of help us get through any type of rough patch. And we use this constantly at every single, you know, class that we have. And I'm probably, I'm sorry. I'm probably going like too much. No, 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 you're fine. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone listening is like, keep going. <laughs> okay. All right. I have, um, I've just been, this is, this is, as you can tell, I love this stuff. This is, yes. this is not a side hustle. This is like the full deal with me. I like of everything about it, but the formula we use, I'm really excited about this one because this formula I used in a lot of my other personal development programs, but the formula in every other program was always just these two columns. Okay. And it's always just two columns. And so we added a third and that way, that's what makes this formula different and unique to power made perfect. So the first column, so when you're like, are going through a struggle and you can do this right now, if you're like going through a struggle, get out your pen and paper as you're listening to this and write this down. Okay. So you would write down in that first column, um, your current situation, your current state, like whatever's going on right now, like what is the issue that you want to deal with? Okay. It's in that first column. You're going to look at that. The second column is going to be what some people call blueprint or expectations. This is like what you thought should happen. Okay. Okay. That's that it, it's your blueprint. It's your expectations. And within this coaching program, I go deeper into that second column and we go through about our expectations are always tied to our beliefs. Got it. 
So you have an expectation of how something should happen. And underneath that expectation, there's a deeper belief that's like, I believe that this should be this way always. And remember, as Christians, sometimes we we hear the word belief and we automatically, because we're good Christians, we're thinking about belief in God the Father. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus is said, like, that's good. But we have beliefs about everything. I have a belief about how people should drive. I have Not a belief <laughs> about, you know, like I have a belief about how I should put on my makeup. You know, it, you might have a different belief about how I should put on my makeup, but this is my belief about yes. my makeup today. So you do see, like beliefs can be really small things, big things, but we all have a belief, but these beliefs drive our expectations. Wow. Okay. So that second column is your expectation. All right. Now here's the fun part. All personal development stops there. Until you reach Power Me Perfect, until you reach a Christian personal development program. And I have created a formula with a third column, which is God's plan. Very simple. I love that. But we have to make sure. So you have, so now you have three columns. Okay. okay. Now, a lot of times people say, well, Leah, but I don't know God's plan for me. Uh, I'm going to push you a little bit there. Okay. As a coach, I got to push you. And I'm going to push you because I think that while, yes, we don't know the mind of God, God did not leave us without clues, actually quite descriptive clues about our life, what's right and wrong, um, what we should be doing, what is our best case scenario here? Like there is a lot there that we know. Sometimes it's fear of making a decision that keeps us from really understanding God's plan for us. Mm-hmm. And it might be fear of a better option, fear of um, what other people think of us. There's a lot of things, but sometimes fear will keep us from actually saying, I really think that this is God's plan for me. And here's the beautiful thing. God loves us so much that even if it wasn't, he's like, it's okay. I'll recalibrate you. Don't worry about it. I'm just glad that you took a step out of the boat, you know, because you can't walk on water in the boat. Wow. That's true. If you're going to walk on water, you got to take a step out of the boat. Wow. So there's no water walking in a boat and that's really hard for most Christians to hear. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I'm telling you something, when you know the depth of the ocean, when you've drowned in it, you know how hard and scary that is to take the step out of the boat. Wow. Yes. (laughs) It is, it is not, I encourage the step out of the boat, but I know full well how hard it is when you sink. I know, but Christ is there as he was for Peter when he called Peter out and he calls every one of us out. He calls us out of the comfort of our own space, you know, wherever we are. And he's like, I need need you to walk with me. And when you walk with me, you got to walk in trust, which means you're walking on the water. You are not in the boat anymore sailing. That's where I I brought you that far, but now I need you to do something that you, that seems impossible. That's the hard part. (laughs) It is but it's not the impossible part. And we have, we have made it synonymous with hard being impossible. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so again, language changes are so incredibly life-changing in our life. And when you have a resurrection vocabulary, I teach this in my program. I teach a resurrection vocabulary. They are words that bring life into your life. Wow. So that we can reframe, we can reframe the the words that we use every single day to where they are going to be life-giving, scripture-based. I love that. 
So, I mean, there's so much here, but Power Made Perfect is this, it's a 90 day experience where you work with me, live coaching. We go through this process. I've got the model. I've got the formula that I've mentioned here. I go much deeper into that, of course, inside the program, but we go through this with lots of, you know, live coaching sessions, homework that I have with the digital workbook, all those good things, right? All those things on the side. But it's really being able to work in personal development with your faith and seeing that your faith is actually calling you into this and, and that transformation absolutely happens when you bring Christ into the center of all of it. And that's, I feel like it's, I have the easiest job. I can guarantee you transformation because I know it's not me. I know it's not on my shoulders to say something so great that you have to walk away and be like, wow, Leah, no, it's the power of the Holy Spirit activated in your life. Yes. And I can guarantee the work of the Holy Spirit because I know he, he works in me every day and I see it and I see it over and over again. So really what I have is I personally have a front row seat to the workings of the Holy Spirit and I'm doing my job and I'm asking, I, we just, we just need everybody to do their own job here with him. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's power me perfect. Wow. This sounds like such a powerful coaching program, Leah. Uh, before we end this uh, podcast episode, can you tell us, well, first, how can we learn more about Power Make Perfect? I know you said a round just closed. Can you also tell us if you are opening up another round and when and how the application process goes? Yeah, absolutely. So we are opening up another round in January, middle of January. So yeah, get your whole, you know, New Year's done. And then let's talk. If, if you're like, okay, let's do it. Let's do 90 days hardcore. I'm going to invest in myself and the Holy Spirit with you guiding me along the way. Yep. Let's do it together. And all you got to do is go to um, leadero.com. Um, you'll see my coaching tab right there at the top of my website. You click on that coaching tab. Um, and then just best thing to do is get on the wait list. The wait list is really key. I'm going to tell you something. The wait list is where you're going to want to be. You're going to want to sign up. Um, for Power Made Perfect be using that waitlist link because you'll get a very special email um, that won't be announced to the public. I'll give you a special rate, special things in that email if, by signing up for the waitlist. So if you take a chance on me saying like, yeah, yeah, I want to hear more, um, discern, pray, all that great stuff. But when you, I, I always reward my, my fast action people. People who take action quickly, who are like, yes, I'm investing. I'm investing in myself. I'm investing who Christ wants me to be the 2.0 version of myself, the higher version of myself, whatever, 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 you know, term you want to use, I'm all for it. But when you take fast action, I will reward you with like big discounts, extra add-ons, bonus features, and like that. So you will get all of that by going to the wait list. Again, leadero.com, go to my coaching tab, get on the wait list for it. It'll open again in the middle of January, I'll launch the program and we will get started. Yes. And I will have that link for you guys that are listening. I will have that link in the show notes of this episode. That way you can just click it and go straight there. You heard her. It's opening up in January. So enjoy your new year's, but let's get right to work. If this, I mean, she broke down her program perfectly. So um, if this sounds like something that you need to be a part of, definitely get on her wait list. Like she said, um, to take advantage of that, uh, that discount, but not even that, just take uh, advantage of what she has to share with you. That's not being shared with the public. Um, because that wait list could be the determining a fact, determining factor. If, you know, 
uh, it could just push you forward to actually signing up for this program. So I want to thank you so, 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 so much, Leah, for breaking down Power Me Perfect, first of all, but also just breaking down the other questions that I've asked you. Um, you gave me, gave me more than I like could have ever expected. And I wrote down so many notes and hopefully you guys wrote, uh, wrote down as many notes as possible as well. Definitely replay this episode. I'm going to replay it um, and listen to a couple of your answers as well, because I want to dive deep more into scripture, especially some of Paul's teachings um, and just listen how he basically was trying to build up personal development to other people. And um, I just loved how you used him as an example. And it's something that I want to study more um, myself. Uh, before we leave off, Leah, is there anything else you want to tell the audience before we end this episode? Oh gosh. Yeah, there is. I, yeah, I, 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 I wish I'd be like, no, I'm fine. Let's go. No, but no, go ahead. <laughs> me knowing me. I'm like, no, I got one more thing. I got one more thing. I'm always one more thing. Um, uh, there's a joke in my family because I, I, I have this phrase where I always start, I always say something like, let me tell you something. I'm always, I always start saying something in my family to my brothers and sisters being, let, let me tell you something. <laughs> and I'm, I'm the oldest. So I guess it's the oh, boss okay. part of me. So I'm like, let me tell you something. So here's my other, let me tell you something. All right. So I'm going to pull this up right here. I have my Bible right here okay. in front of me and I'm just going to, I'm going to read something that I think is really important. Um, that the Lord said, um, It's Genesis three. Okay. I'm going to flip in my Bible too. I'm going to mm -hmm. go along with you. And those of you that are listening, if you have, if you have the opportunity to take your Bibles out and um, refer to Genesis three, go right ahead. All right. So Genesis three. Okay. And it's just three verse nine. Okay. Three, nine, and then three, 11 are the really ones I'm going to focus in on. Okay. But so at this point, obviously we know Genesis right at the beginning, right? Adam and Eve were in the garden. Um, Adam and Eve had already eaten of the forbidden fruit. Mm -hmm. So this is where we're at. So Genesis 3, 9 says, so the Lord God called Adam and said to him, where are you? This is the first question ever uttered by God, the father. Wow. And it's the question he continues to ask all throughout humanity. Where are you? Where are you? So I can leave you with this. Like, where are you right now? Are you where you want to be? If not, how can you get there? The next question that's asked is in 311. And it depends on the translation you have here, but um, and God is asking him, Adam is telling him like that he was afraid and because he was naked. So he hid himself. Um, and in, and in Genesis three eleven, dep again, depending on the translation, mm -hmm. the Lord says, who told you? So where are you? And the next question, who told you, like, who told you you're naked? So who told you you're not good enough? Wow. Who told you you're too much? Who told you you shouldn't? 
God is talking about the voice of Satan being listened to by Adam and Eve. And that's when he's making a point of who are you listening to? Who told you that? God's drawing attention to the voices that we surround ourselves with, the people we surround ourselves with, the energy we surround ourselves with. So where are you and who told you? If I could leave you with anything, I'll leave you with God's questions. They're really powerful for us to meditate on and to think about in our own lives. Where are you right now? Are you where God wants you to be mentally, physically, spiritually? If not, how can you get to where you need to be? And then who told you, right? All of those doubts and fears that we have, who, who's told you that? Wow. Got me a little teary eye there. <laughs> wow. Uh, that was, you guys, y'all just got a little Bible study just there. Like that was the, the quickest, most informative Bible study ever. I've never looked at Genesis 3 as the, that's one of the first, that is the first question, you know, he asked and um, the way you apply that to our modern day life, like that was powerful. And it hit me in that part, who told you? Um, because at the, at the, the, you know, Satan was the same yesterday, today and forever. His tactics do not change. Yeah. So the same way he deceived Adam and Eve in the garden, the same way he deceives us today, you know, and when wow wow Leah so when you know God is saying who told you it just makes me think of you know people who've told me things throughout my life that doesn't match with the word of God or things that I know that God wouldn't say to me that I even say to myself um and wow who told you I love that I thank you so much Leah for that for I'm glad that you lead it off with that like ended off with that I really needed to hear that and hopefully you guys needed to hear that as well um and whoo, that was powerful. Amen. God is powerful. I mean, it's great. I, I I absolutely agree with you. It's like we just read it and we're just like, yeah, it's there. It's there. But you know, yeah, that's the thing. These are that's what's that's what's beautiful too. I think, you know, to kind of bring it back just really quickly to to coaching. Coaching is, you know, being able to ask the right questions and then sitting back and listening. And so again, God's asking us questions and God is sincerely sitting back and he wants to listen to you. He wants you to get it out. He wants you to kind of work it out because sometimes when we start answering these questions, we're like, we, we reveal the answer to ourselves. We're like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's it. It wasn't somebody else giving you an answer. Really? It was maybe sometimes a question and then you think, and then you being able to figure it out. And I think that's the beautiful thing about personal development is that like, I truly believe that you have the answers within you to become the person Christ is calling you to be. I don't think I have the answer for that. Mm -hmm. I might have some questions and then you can spend some time with it, mm -hmm. but you got the answer. Like you have everything you need to become exactly who you should be. I love that. Oh, Leah, I wish that we could, I feel like you could talk forever on this topic. And I feel like I can definitely listen and take notes forever. You guys, if you're listening to this right now, if everything Leah just said resonated with you, especially how she ended off that little quick Bible study, and you are still confused on, you know, your plans, um, God's plans for your life, and you still need help or guidance to get you there from someone who has that experience or professional background and um, is using spiritual uh, guidance to help you like 
like Leah said, it's not her doing the work for you. She's just, mm -hmm. she's getting you there just through scripture. Um, she's that middleman between you and God, just helping you get there. And so if this is something you need help with, Power Made Perfect is the perfect coaching program for you. Once again, I'll have that link in uh, the, uh, the description of the show notes. Uh, please get on her wait list. That's that's the first action you can do after hearing this podcast. Just get on the wait list. It's 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 free. I'm assuming it doesn't hurt mm -hmm. you. It's not gonna. It's only gonna take a minute of your time to just get on the wait list. And then you have until January, mid, middle of January, to finally figure out if this is the move move you need to make. Um, other than that, I want to thank you so much, Leah, for coming on this podcast, for taking time out of your day to sit down with me, to sit down with our audience, and just really just speak from your experience when it comes to personal development. And how, as Christians, we this is the biggest personal development walk of our life. We're already in a personal development um, foundation just as being Christians. And it's only just now we have to realize, okay, well, what can we do with what Jesus is, prom what God has promised us? You know, he has plans for us, but what are we doing to seek that? And I, I just love that. Uh, without further ado, I'm going to end off that podcast episode on this note. Once again, thank you, Leah, for coming onto the podcast. And you guys can find out more about Leah on her website. Do you have any socials that they can also find you on, Leah? Yep, I'm on all the socials okay, at Leah.Darrow. Yep, you can find me there. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I'll have her socials linked down below as well. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Once again, I definitely recommend you replay this episode, write down some notes, study Genesis 3, some study some of Paul's teachings. Uh, and then I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys. Do you feel that? That heat? That fuel? Girl, that's that faith fuel. And I pray you use the fuel and lessons learned today in this episode and apply them to your personal life and business journey. Feel free to screenshot this episode and share a business lesson you learned and will now be incorporating in your business. Don't forget to tag me, okay, at The Marketing Profit so I'm notified and we can talk more about how you're going to apply those lessons to your business strategy in the DMs. It would also mean so much to me to reach all the faith-based entrepreneurs who want to infuse God within their business journey. But in order to do that, I need your help to get the word out. I would love if you'd comment, rate, and subscribe to this podcast in order to help me reach those girls and share these biblical business strategies. Let them know what they're missing. Okay, don't tell them I can turn water into wine, but let them know I can turn scriptures and stories into applicable and action-packed business strategies. Thank you so much, Faith Fueled friend, and I will talk to you in my next episode. Have a blessed day.